Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Stephen Thompson. Hello, Robin. And Sydney Madden. Hey. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the best albums out on May 17th, starting with The Nationals' I Am Easy to Find. Violin, you should try to get some sun. Remind me of everyone Rylan, did you break your mother's heart? Every time you tried to play your part Is it easy to keep so quiet? Everybody loves a quiet child Underwater you're almost free Wanna be alone, come with me Riley, we can take the quick way out We can turn black, white in a blank, white house Say that you're a lover, you're a vulture This is The National. Their album is I Am Easy to Find, and the song we're listening to is Rylan. Stephen, this is the band's eighth full-length, and honestly, I think it's one of their most ambitious and visionary works yet. This is a curveball and a really, to, to mix my baseball metaphors, it is a curveball and a big, big swing. The album is more than an hour long. Berninger shares vocals with a large cast of guest vocalists, including uh, Sharon Van Etten, Gail Ann Dorsey, who worked with David Bowie, Lisa Hannigan, Kate Stables of This Is The Kit. There are all these women coursing in and out of this mix as the instrumentation around them throws in a similar array of twists and turns. If you're a national fan, this thing is an absolute feast. Yeah, I think the decision to add all these women's voices to it really is one of the things that takes this record to the next level. They also worked with the Brooklyn Youth Chorus. Let's hear a song called Her Father in the Pool that uh, showcases their work. Yeah, you you get a a little bit of a sense of the sweep of of this record, which extends beyond the hour-plus length of the audio product. There's also a 24-minute short film directed by Mike Mills, not the guy from R.E.M., but the guy who directed 20th Century Women, among others. The movie is the story of one woman's entire life, and that feeds into the sense of the themes of this record as just very empathetic as as a whole. I think the centerpiece of this whole album is the seven-minute long track called Not in Kansas. It's a song in part about 
leaving home, coming back and not recognizing your home anymore. But it's also, I think, about our sort of our collective identity and what it means to be American and our search for meaning in the, in this upside down world. Is there some bias in there? Because <laughs> yeah, because I'm from Kansas. It is clearly right. the centerpiece. Let, let's hear a little <laughs> bit of let's hear a little bit of not in Kansas. I am not in Kansas. Where I am, I don't know where. Take me for a walk and blame this on the water dripping off the spear. If the sadness of life makes you tired and the failures of man make you sigh, you can look to the time soon. The little snippet of the that little chorus, that little choral part you hear there, is a snippet of a song called "Noble Experiment" by the Thinking Fellers Union Local 282. <laughs> a name I have not heard in a long time. <laughs> a song I actually first heard on on an Elf Power record 20 years ago, and and for 20 years have thought that's an Elf Power song, and only recently <laughs> discovered that it's by the Thinking Fellers Union Local 282 when I heard it on this record. Anyway, the album is I Am Easy to Find by The National. Let's go now to the rapper Duckworth and his latest release, The Falling Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Nobody gonna fall in love. Can be your favorite song, set the mood and turn me on. Neon lights and alcohol, days are short but nights is long. Autumn season, autumn season, favorite time to watch you fall. Right into my bed, nice dress, you should take that off. I can take it nice and easy, she said nigga, fuck me sleazy. All that niceness kinda cheesy, she don't like it, plus she vegan. Winter time, cuffing season, handcuffs, lips in season, don't nobody wanna fall. <laughs> This is Duckworth. His major label debut is called The Falling Man, and this song we're listening to is called Nobody Falls. So many change-ups in this one. It's like it's a half a dozen different songs all in one track. Yeah, all in like that compact three minutes. And the reason for that is because Duckworth, he's pulling from a lot of juxtaposing positions and juxtaposing elements to create this story for you. He's an L.A. rapper who's been making noise for a few years. He's dropped a few EPs, but this is his debut under Republic Records. And it's really chronicling his life between two worlds. He grew up in a really religious household, but growing up in the late 80s, early 90s of L.A., he was always enamored or intrigued by West Coast hip hop. Like that's like the G-funk and the gangster rap that was really marinating and permeating from the streets like of his neighborhood. So I think pulling from all those different elements to create one story and then also 
sewing in the narrative that masculinity in hip-hop is really changing and the role of what a rapper can and cannot be is changing. He, along with some of his contemporaries, and maybe they're not all, you know, rapping at the same level or talking about specifically the same things, there's this aura of redefining black masculinity in hip-hop that I think is really refreshing. It's Duckworth, it's Kevin Abstract, even Mm -hmm. Lil Uzi Vert. Like, they're changing the conversation about what a rapper is allowed to feel, what a rapper is allowed to break down and be honest about. And I think that is a sign of a changing of the guard, and it's a sign of an awakening. There's such a great overcast vibe, I think, to this whole record. Um, And I was struck by how vulnerable he allows himself to be on some of these cuts. I wanted to play a little bit of one called Love is Like a Mosh Pit. I was just going to say, like, (laughs) a perfect example of that is Love is Like a Mosh Pit. Love is like a mosh pit, right? There's all that sense of community in there, but you're just slamming into each other and throwing each other around. And every once in a while you get a boot to the bridge of your nose. <laughs> you talk and you about, knock it up to the experience. You like track it. Up. <laughs> right, it's, like, right. it's part of it. It's a rite of passage. You talk about him bringing a lot of different worlds together. This the chord progression on the piano in this is so beatly to me. It's like right out of uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Mm. Um, really love this record uh, from Duckworth called "The Falling Man." Let's do one more before we take a short break. This comes from the artist known as Christone Kingfish Ingram. His new album is Kingfish. Of this town. This is Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. His album is called Kingfish. And uh, I, I honestly, I love the blues. I've spent a lot of time listening to the blues. But I get people who say that all the songs sound the same, you know, the same chord progressions and arrangements and tropes and how they never really change from song to song. But this guy is just an insanely good guitarist and I think breathing a lot of new life into this form. Yeah, Christone Ingram is 20 years old. Uh, He has been on TV for years. He was a very, 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 very young blues prodigy when he started out. As you said, Robin, it's resuscitating a lot of 
very familiar blues sounds, but there's just this propulsion to these songs where they're just constantly elevating what a lot of people think of when they think of the blues. These songs are are lively and fun and extremely technically proficient while still capturing a lot of the gutty emotion at the core of the blues. This kid is from Clarksdale, Mississippi, uh, near where Muddy Waters grew up. Uh, He grew up near the crossroads of Highway 49 and Highway 6 where Robert Johnson made his deal with the devil. I mean, so he's got all that locational cred. Yeah, he's yeah. got the history in his voice. You can feel it. He's got the history in the voice, and and I just kept coming back listening to this record to the quality of the production, which just gives this sound such breath, such life. All the notes just have such a fantastic bite to them. Mm-hmm. And they're, it's like he just lands every note so perfectly with so much conviction and confidence. Um, really incredible record from Kingfish. His uh, album is self-titled Kingfish. We still have a few more albums that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Blue, creators of the Yeti Microphone. Blue helps musicians, podcasters, and YouTubers tell their stories and build their audiences. Raise your voice and get special pricing at bluedesigns.com NPR. If you need to be reminded that we're all more connected than we realize, get the StoryCorps podcast and restore your faith in humanity. Uninterrupted conversations between real people about the things that matter most. And this season, in honor of the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising, we're highlighting voices of LGBTQ people across America. Stories from those who lived before Stonewall to today. Episodes are available every Tuesday. It's New Music Friday from All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Sidney Madden and Stephen Thompson, and we're doing a quick run through the best albums out on May 17th. We start the second half of our show off with the singer Carly Rae Jepsen and her new album, Dedicated. Carly Rae Jepsen is the singer. Her new album is called Dedicated, and the song is uh, No Drug Like Me. Stephen, I was thinking that it's been seven years, you know, since she had that massive hit, Call Me Maybe, which really was a, a pretty light, low-stakes pop song. How do we hear her sound evolving on this one? Well, it's fascinating. I remember sitting maybe even in this exact studio and debating the merits of Carly Rae Jepsen's song, Call Me Maybe, to a skeptical Robin Hilton and Bob Boylan. And I think when we were talking about it, I think even my mindset was... 
this is kind of her signature song. This is the song everybody's going to know Carly Rae Jepsen for. But then over time, like she has developed this incredibly formidable pop catalog that reaches so far beyond the kind of bubblegum joys of that particular song. You get this record dedicated, which is 15 songs, and it just feels stuffed to the gills with hits. Yeah, I read she she wrote 200 songs for this God. this record, which yes. tells me she obviously and had to whittle it down. Yeah. <laughs> That's someone who has a lot on her mind. And um, I think one of the recurring themes that really struck me on this record is kindness and reconciliation. Just the importance of finding ways to be good to one another, even after something like a breakup, uh, which I thought was a really beautiful sentiment throughout this whole record. Yeah, the arc of the record in general, it... It's really about falling back in love with yourself after mm-hmm. a breakup because yeah. there's so, so much there's so much lingering questions or animosity or maybe just confusion when you're in the midst of that breakup, right? But then yeah. once you take the time to reevaluate who you are as a person, it's kind of a an epiphany in and I feel like we are experiencing that with her in real time through these songs. Carly Rae Jepsen is the singer. Her new album is called Dedicated. Let's go next to the rapper Megan The Stallion. Her latest project is called Fever. What Juicy say? He'd be like, shut the fuck up! Play me some Pippin, man. We got a thing going on. This is Megan the Stallion. Her, mm-hmm. her, her Put project, the V-H-E-E. on it. Two E's. Her latest project is called Fever. The song is Simon Says. And man, like the Duckworth, it's like just in the first 10 seconds, 15 seconds of the song, you think it's going to be three different things. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sydney, tell us who Megan the Stallion is, and well, then we can get into what's, what's going on on this record. Yeah, absolutely. Megan the Stallion is one of the most exciting, talented, energizing rappers out right now. As you can hear from that song, she's deeply rooted in her Southern lineage. She's from Houston, a Houston hottie, as she's as she's <laughs> called. And she calls herself Megan Thee Stallion because 
She's not only a beautiful, voluptuous woman, she stands at like five foot ten. So you know when she walks in a room. And what draws me to her besides that amazing delivery is she's exuding so much sex appeal, but she's coming off in a relatable way. She's 24 years old. She's the first female rapper assigned to 300 Entertainment. She's the daughter of a Houston rapper, Hollywood. But she is an enrolled college student. She is a anime nerd. She is um, extremely funny online. She has all these great one-liners. So her personality just shines through and makes, I think, a lot of people want to connect with her. She's also a really damn good rapper. Hell yeah. <laughs> and and yes, there's a lot of like very, very sexually explicit lyrics, but there are also just these songs that are just these really hard-hitting notes of defiance. There's so much defiance in her persona that's really infectious and powerful, but also joyful. Um, She is going to be huge. She absolutely is. And it's not just the explicitness of the language. There's a subversive element to it because she's obviously not the only female rapper out. She's not the only rapper talking about sex, but she is owning her sex appeal in a way that is very much for herself and not Mm -hmm. for the male gaze. And a lot of her lyrics, they are about owning her body. They are about overcoming what a man is thinking that he's going to get out of her because of the Mm -hmm. way she looks or the way she acts. Her breath control is impeccable. Her flow makes you stop in your tracks. And the content of it is like subverts in such a alluring way, which is it's a really nice tightrope that she walks in that sense. And I don't think she's one of the best female rappers out. I think she's one of the best rappers out. Megan the Stallion is the artist, and her latest record is called Fever. We still have one more album that we want to play for this week's New Music Friday, but first let's do a quick lightning round with some of the other notable releases out on May 17th. Obviously, one of the biggest ones is uh, Igor, the new record from Tyler, the creator, which nobody on the planet was able to hear before we were able to record this show. Super secretive. Yeah, they've been very stealthy. So far, Tyler's only released, I think, 45 or 50 second snippets on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a busy week uh, for hip-hop. Yeah, it's a very busy week in the hip-hop world. Other than Tyler, you've got Slow Ty, a UK rapper who's dropping Nothing Great About Britain. The trio Injury Reserve, they're dropping their self-titled album. DJ Khaled is dropping his latest called Father of Assad. And Wu-Tang Clan, they're dropping an EP of Mikes and Men in conjunction with a docuseries they've got coming out on Showtime. Uh, an Australian uh, singer-songwriter named Alex Leahy with her album The Best of Luck Club. She gets compared to Courtney Barnett a lot. There's also Josephine Wiggs, who, uh, best known as the bassist for The Breeders. She has a new solo album called We Fall. And uh, the Roots reggae legends in Steel Pulse uh, have their first album in 14 years called Mass Manipulation. And one more album that I'll mention comes from Olden Yoke. Olden Yoke, like egg yoke. Olden Yoke, they're a psych folk rock duo from New York, and their latest release is called Living Theater. All right, all those albums out now on May 17th, along with this last one that we want to feature from The Head and the Heart. It's called Living Mirage. Shaped tree standing in between Human nature and the nature we see Wouldn't you know it now Life's got a funny way of showing us how I see you standing there listening in the leaves Looking down, shining on me Trying to show me how Just takes a while, you should know this by now Until you learn to love yourself 
This is the Head and Heart. Their new album is Living Mirage. The song we're hearing is See You Through My Eyes. And Stephen, this is something that I feel like we've been hearing a lot this year uh, as well, which are these big anthemic sing-alongs that treat grief like a celebration. This Head and the Heart record is full of that swelling uplift, that rousing folk pop music with multiple vocalists. They've got uh, Josiah Johnson, Jonathan Russell, and Charity Rose Thielen, who adds that this, this kind of little undercurrent of sweetness uh, to that big swell of sound. It's hard to deny, you know, just how just how buoyant these songs are. It reminds me, most recently, we had Judah and the Lion. Yeah. Shovels and Rope is another band with a sound similar to the songs on this one. Uh, and this also has a recurring theme that we just talked about with the Carly Rae Jepsen, which is the idea of uh, learning to love and care for yourself. Yeah. You know, on that on that cut we just played, they sing, until you learn to love yourself, the, the door is shut to yeah, anyone exactly, else. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. RuPaul would be proud. The Head and the Heart is the band. The new album is Living Mirage. Thanks, Sydney, for this. Thank you. And Stephen. Thank you. If you want to go back and revisit these songs and hear other new tracks out this week, search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either Apple Music or Spotify. You can also listen and see a list of everything we talked about by going to our website. That's npr.org slash allsongs. And for NPR Music, I'm Robin Hilton. Be well, have a great weekend, and treat yourself to lots of great music.